Previously on Roleplay Radio. We need to talk about winter. It's a map of Earth. Hundreds of years ago, it was founded as a tiefling city. And then at some point, humans started showing up, and that was fine. Eventually, it was you know roughly half human, half tiefling, perfectly fine. But then, the humans started acting different. Anti-tiefling. Eventually, this escalated to war. And that brings us to Redville. Today, where there are very few tieflings, and we're segregated to a separate part of the city. I think what's causing this is actually a Blood Age artifact belonging to either Golwanda or Zandra. Not only is this incredibly dangerous to do, just for the whole excavation thing, I have no idea what's under the city. Uh, both Golwanda and Zandra mummified people, which it must have been done magically because mummification is a very long process and they were at war, you can't really mummify anyway. I don't know what to expect under here. It's going to be dangerous no matter what. I hate to say this, but if I go, am I going to be more of a liability than a help? At the far end of a hallway, you see a massive hulking beast, or just the tail end of it. Its hind legs and its tail. And then you hear Von Karl once again, very soft-spoken, go, Ulet told you. The two silver trolls look at each other, look back at you guys, and say, We got it. Y'all head that way. We'll redirect it. The mistake, you know that that sign says, Beware, human scum. As you cast Comprehend Languages and you're able to see this, the rest of you just see a sign and skulls. And furthermore, a long hallway. The whispers get louder, Gary, and louder and louder to the point where you can't ignore it anymore. And what they're telling you is lies. Lies, 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 deceit. This tiefling, you can't trust what she's saying. She probably brought you down here. It's what they do, they trick people. She brought you down for a purpose. And you can't help it. Part of you starts to believe those voices. So yeah, basically these two hated each other. Yeah. And huge fight happened here. This was a Golwanda area. Zandril's people laid siege to it. Prismari was like, fuck all this noise, burying all you motherfuckers because he hated the war. And this was his solution to it. And yet we have a tower for him. Hey. Well, we have an entire school named after Prismari and we have dorm towers for Golwanda. So Zandril, I think? Well, that's why I was saying, cause like I would have assumed because, you know, the school has a loyalty to Prismari mm -hmm. that they would not have a tower for Golwanda, but here we are. Or for Xandril, for that matter. But you know, we have statues of Confederate uh, yeah. generals. Yeah. Part of my history! So, yeah, I mean, arguably you could say, well, they are historical figures that we are just using to name our towers. And yeah. also we teach the history of why they are historical figures, exactly. even if it's not in a good way. I think it's about idolatry. I think it might be also sufficiently far in the past, people are okay with naming things Genghis Khan now. Yep, yep, there's an entire song called Genghis Khan. Yeah, all right. <laughs> we begin today's session underground within the ruins of an abandoned temple. 
where the party is unveiling a series of events that took place some millennia ago. After a descent of several hundred feet, you came across the top of a church, and you descended that church to discover a boulette holed up in here. The Silver Trove diggers, Vonkar and Vistra, they suggested a split up. They would distract the boulette, try and lead it as far away as they could. The good professor, Mircea Galvan, accompanied them, as well as Phoenix. While the party went on a little exploration, which proved to be quite eventful. Now, last week we ended with Mistake Discovering the Secret Door. It was a drawing slash carving of the grand room of a temple with pews and altar, humanoid stick figures surrounding what appeared to be a spherical shape hovering above them. And Mistake had pressed that spherical shape, revealing the hidden door. But we are rewinding time. Five minutes prior to that, you've reached this dead end. After discovering a series of notes and wall art, several traps and nearly or could have killed you had you guys not outsmarted the DM once more. <laughs> so I think maybe um, we can start with the party is coming into this dead end and as we like look around the space and realize there's no other exits from here and we're just looking at basically a mass grave. Yep. So I think Haas is just looking around and like is that it? Uh, there's gotta be something here. Just touch the walls. Touch the walls. Okay. Um, I'll touch. I'll touch a wall. Nothing happens. Goes around touching walls. <laughs> there's gotta be something. Every brick is set in place. If any bricks are loose and they come out, you find nothing but earth behind it. I don't suppose one of these is just happens to be Galvanda. Stake picks up. Wearing gloves, picks up a just bone arm and just sort of waves it in Costa's direction. Ugh. I've got a bone to pick with you. No, 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 oh. no, 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 no. I mean, I, come on. I mean, that, that was fun, but. No, I mean, I'm just ribbing. Are you angling for five funds? <laughs> I've gotten two so far. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, is that not very humorous at the moment. Um, what is happening? Also, that's an arm bone. That joke doesn't work. I don't know anatomy. Fair enough. Okay, what, what are we doing? If we can't get back here, jokes aren't gonna cut it. Where are we gonna go? <laughs> Gary, you're sending stone buzzes. You hear... Gary, listen to me. Do not come back this way. I repeat, we just need a couple of more minutes. Do not come back this... And it cuts off. Everyone hear that? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know about you all, but I'd rather not spend all of our time in this, this place of all places. Do those notes say anything else about how to get around here? No, but I can probably figure something out. Griffith's realizing that he doesn't like close spaces like this so much. So he's, he's gonna be pacing. Costa's gonna basically come over towards Gary and just stand next to him and ask, how are you holding up? I am currently holding up and I wasn't before. I don't know, it seems to be a yes or no kind of thing. Right, and that's the, the magical influence. How are you holding up, dealing with that? I wish I knew how to fight it. 
you're smart. You're, you'll figure something out, I'm sure. And yet, as you guys are having that conversation, Gary hears that, that constant whisper. They're repetitive, conspirative, and more aggressive as you get closer. And right now, what they're saying is, your trouble started when she walked into your life. Reminding you of the timeline and saying like, she went to Strixhaven and all the trouble started at Strixhaven that same year. Now you're here because of her. Just plural. It's a lot of whispers, but they're saying things like that. Is this like a, he has to save or? I would like for you to okay. make your first saving throw of the session, yes. To see how you're feeling about mistake currently. Can I give him advantage with Council Charm? As long as I'm playing music, so which cost was going to start. So. I was going to say, I think you might even notice that Gary's, yeah. as he's talking to you, he's not all there because he's hearing other voices too, so you can definitely start playing. And... So I have advantage? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, that definitely. a seven. Crush it. 17. Nice. Okay. You get four temporary hit points also. Woo! Uh, okay, so cost is actually going to play bad. something. Sure, definitely. We're off to adventure, Elgon underground. And though it is dark, there's still light to be found. Long as we've got me and you Here's something we know is true You know we've got this, the squad's getting through Who knows what good we can do Who knows what good we can do Fuck you, voices in my head. My trouble stopped when I melted a fucking statue. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think while Koss is playing, Mistake is fairly confident there's nothing in here. Mm -hmm. So she's sort of gone into the hallway. So she's just sort of running her hands along the wall trying to find anything. And she sort of says a quiet prayer entirely in Infernal very quietly whispers, Glazia, guide me to whatever we need to take from this place. Mephistopheles, guide me to whatever magic we need to survive. Zariel, she kind of chokes on Zariel a little bit because that's King's bloodline. And she takes a deep breath and continues, Zariel, guide me to the strength I need to defeat our enemies and Dispeta. Guide me to the secrets I need to uncover. And that's where she finds the button and realizes it's a button, then remembers the other text that we saw, cursed be the light, never touch the light, never trust the light, the light is death, and steps to the side and uses her mage hand to press the back of her dagger into the button, just in case. Yeah. Griff, Griff is pacing as been like watching this too. He's like, I knew it! It was on a fucking wall! <laughs> come on! Come on, Gary! Gary, come on! <laughs> the cloud of dust is released into the air as the door creaks open, and then you hear, 
boom, as a bolt sticks into the wall right as the door opened. But at the same time, the ground begins to tremble. And Gary, you hear once more in your sending stone. Gary, this is Lord. Hold Professor Mirsha Galvan. <laughs> if you can hear this, you must hide yourself. Quickly, find cover. Things have changed. The blah! And just then and there, the ground erupts at this end of the hallway. Then you see the face of Phoenix looking back at you. Her face is one of shock and concern as she says, Run, children! And then a crash as around the corner. Oh, fuck. A bullet comes crashing in. What do you guys do? Uh, I, I think the stake unsummons her because if she gets hit at all, like that's it. So she said, run children. Turned around, ready to basically hold the bullet. And then the stake decides no. Die here. Phoenix becomes a pile of rocks, thus revealing the bullets looking right at the four of you. Mistake's going to use silent image to distract the bullet while everyone else gets into here. Yeah, Koss is not what? waiting for you to say that. Koss no. is definitely no. afraid of these things. So she unsummons Phoenix and at the same time uses silent image to put Phoenix's visage. So in theory, it looks like she just backed up. Sure. This thing has a minus four end. So I'm not even gonna have it roll for anything. You guys managed to make it into the room when there's two ballistas there, one of which went off, the other one which appears to be uh, not loaded, and you hear the bullet outside crash into nothing because it went right through the image. However, now it's just an empty hallway. Can Griff peek his head out? And, uh, so Griff wants to- Oh, you- Griff, Griff is gonna peek his head out and cast Mind Sliver. Before we get into initiative order, uh, Gary's gonna kind of look among the party, look at Koss, and be like, no. Look at Griff and be like, nope, the mental health issues, and hand mistake. <laughs> <laughs> and a purple, like a bottle with a purple elixir in it, Ooh. which is an elixir of boldness. Ooh, that's fun. What does that do? Roll a d4 to add to every attack roll and saving throw for the next minute. So I'm gonna keep that handy. Mistake's looking to load up these ballista. And Koss is continuing to run forward. <laughs> okay, what you see, and I'm just gonna explain this before we actually roll into initiative since uh, you're engaging. Oh. oh. Right at the entrance, there have been palisades set up to prevent people from coming in who are not wanted. Obviously, this stuff is really, really old, so the wood is rotten and you can just step right over it or even kick it and it'll come apart. The ballistas look in better shape because some of those parts are made of iron. Uh, they're just really old and rusty. However, just because you're a lore hold, and this makes sense, uh, mistake, you realize there's some iron and bronze here. Your history book said that Kalwanda's followers, back in the day, they, they were believed to still use stone tools. Just as, a, just as a little more flavor of like, this is big, historically. But as you are heading further in, you realize this is more of a base of sorts. There are bedspreads, there are training dummies, neither of which has been used in centuries. 
as you keep going down the room, you might see a pit at the opposite end where you might not be able to see anything right now because you're way at the opposite end of the room, but you definitely know there's a pit at the end of the room and it reeks of death. A glow at the end of the room because some of you still had your Strixhaven pennant <laughs> on. There's a glow that uh, ricochets off in one specific corner of the room that's just so bright. Shiny. Shiny. Golden. Golden. Colorful. Reflective, almost. Yeah. That's the correct word over ricochet. <laughs> Light. Yes. All right, and so... To coin a phrase. <laughs> ah! Somebody did Mind Sliver, so we're going to do that, and then we're going to go into initiative. Okay, can I drink this potion? Oh, yeah. So Mind Sliver. Mistakes yeah, drinking so this while looking for shit. Griff, Griff is... Oh, wait, is... I want to tell you what it tastes like. <laughs> Sorry, Griff. We gotta do this. What does it taste like, though? 88. Tastes like gingerbread. Oh. Mm. Yum. You know what? Ginger is bold. All right. As people are shuffling in, mistakes looking to reload the ballista. Koss is panicking. Gary is throwing potions at people. Or just mistakes. Just mistakes. Griff is by the wall, leaving it a smidge open, casting Mind Sliver at this bullet that is barreling down the hallway. And he's, he's literally just peeking out and looking at it. That's all he needs to be able to do. His green iris has turned purple as you're doing this. And it just thinks like a brain zap of pain. And now can we roll initiative, please? We start at the beginning with Koss, who is... How is Koss feeling? Uh, Koss is not doing great. Um, they are going towards like a corner of the room and preparing some magic. They probably get up onto the coffin because they are expecting the bullet to come out from underneath them because that's what they're known for doing. Sure. They have a spell like fizzling between their fingers and it's crackling panic energy. Their scythe is still floating next to them. It's not been an hour yet, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Giving the scythe the command to protect them. Gary is next. Gary wants to know if bullets can be poisoned. Ooh, yeah, roll me something. 27. Because you took Physiology of Magical Beasts last year, you know that unlike other creatures that dwell in the Witherbloom swamps, the bullets are not super magic inclined. They're almost like giant bear moles in their armor. So they're very tough to hit. But as far as poison goes or resistances, anything goes with a bullet. Anything can hurt it. It's just okay. it's just the thick armor that you have to worry about. So no special weakness, like it's a ground type Pokemon and it's weak against water. <laughs> nope, nope, <laughs> no, no, nothing like that. Okay, can I get into line of sight of it? Probably if you went into it. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say, it is heading towards where it saw Griff. Can I hide behind Griff and be in line of sight? I or think no? so. So. You jump over the ballistas and the. Yeah, and Gary the is kind of tries to jump kind of cool over the ballistas and more like trips and scrambles over them down by Griff. But you know, he's not prone, he's just kind of sure. on the ground. You mean, you mean in the mental health guy? So Gary is basically below, like by Griff's knees. And he just kind of leans out to one side with his baster of food poisoning that he squirts in the direction of the bullet. That's a good match. It takes three poison damage, but it is also poisoned until the end of my next turn. That goes to Grip. The whole party's going before this bullet, right. just saying. Grip is going to roll Maximilian's Earthen Grasp to try to grab it, bludgeon it, and restrain it. Good luck. Yeah, I know. 
So the earth below the bullet begins to rise and try to yeah. grapple it down to the ground. Griff uses his dragon scaled hand and points it at the ground, very much so like, like what Thorn does. He always thinks of Thorn. Rubble comes up and, and grabs it in the midsection. I'm gonna use two sorcery points. So while it's restrained, firebolt. Don't worry, cause Griff's got this. All right, that goes to mistake. So she's gonna load the ballista. Okay. But she's not gonna use it. And then she's she's gonna go in the hall. Oh, she runs past Gary and Griff. Yeah. <laughs> she loads it, realizes that everyone's just fighting this thing in the hall. She's like, I drank this stupid potion. <laughs> think it's stupid? No. <laughs> no, I just think it's stupid with fighting in the hallway. That's a nap. Whoa. Here's our damage. Oh, okay, so while it's restrained, it is shrieking and the tongue is riding out and you shoot it and it pierces it right in the tongue so that it's just like <laughs> and the fucking arrows just sticking out of it. Yeah, dude. The poor thing is also fe probably feeling real queasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. This As this happens, the bullet very furiously just like <laughs> begins to munch down on the ground where it stands. And because it was restrained and prone, it is only going to be removed so far. But it does disappear into the earth. <gasps> and it pops out inside the room and sees causes the nearest. Can we get a cross screen? Ah, oh, spell! <laughs> you did have something prepared. Uh, that's not 20 on the attack roll. It doesn't, it doesn't do damage. <laughs> Well, what does it do? Um, it's going to make it so that he does half damage on all strength-based uh, attacks. It's like crawling out of here when it gets hit with a cost spell. Mm -hmm. That's all it can do when it's turned, so it goes actually back up to cost. Cost is gonna just yell at it, GO AWAY! And cast another spell, just in the whispers. 11 psychic damage, and it needs to use its reaction to move as far as its speed allows away from me. So it backs up as Koss is saying this. It's so far back that it almost falls into the pit at the end of the room, and then it like turns and sees Gary and Griff as well in the room. Koss is gonna continue uh, backing up farther away from it. Makes sense, you're backing up into the treasure corner. Yep. <laughs> Koss steps on a coin, it's like, oh, cool. <laughs> hey, money. Gary, you're next. Gary is going to fling an acid barb at it. I like that Gary's damage makes people sick. It's poison <laughs> and it hurts. It's chemicals. And it's and it's with food and it's perfect. Oh, that's not very good. Yeah, Gary flings an acid barb and it lands in the pit behind the bullet and you can actually just hear it sizzle <laughs> into the ground. Fuck. Sorry, old dead people. As a bonus action, he will make some magic stones. Great. Griff. So Griff is gonna run up. Very, very badass, like jumping over shit and like running up there. Well, yeah, I mean, he knows that Koss is afraid. He heard the scream. <laughs> uh, we're all trying to go at him, but everyone's kind of just in the backfield. So Griff kind of feels he has to go up. And Griff is gonna hurl a chromatic orb at him. Fuck, 16. 16 does not hit. Its armor is so tough that it doesn't penetrate it. It doesn't do anything to it. No, he's just gonna take that on the fucking chin and be pissed about it. At least you're, you're front and center. If anyone's yeah. gonna take damage, it's you. Great. Mistake. Stupid fucking 
Misha. <laughs> back in, back at the ballista, she just uses her foot to like shove it, to turn it around. Beautiful. And she's gonna use that to fire. She uses Golwandis' followers' very, very old ballista. Fires into its shoulder blade, so not only does it have a bolt, Sticking out of its tongue, there's a giant spear like Oh, I really bolt. hope those two things get tangled together. Now it's really pissed and it's going after the first person it sees, which is Riff, and uh -oh. it barrels onward. It just makes a giant leap across the room, and everybody sees this bullet in the air, like almost in slow motion, crashing down upon Griff. Griff, can you roll either a strength or a dexterity saving throw? 14. <sighs> a hug? Nope. It, it's hugging you the way you hug mistake while you were full dessert hug. As it falls, it crashes on top of you. You take 11 points of bludgeoning damage. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, it is scratching and biting and like throws you five feet this way. But you are prone and that's an additional nine. Yeah, no, I'm fine. And that is its turn, unfortunately. That was all I could do because you were next. What do you mean that was all you could do? All I could do. I, it doesn't I have feel so bad for you. It doesn't have multi-attack, I wish it did. I'm so sorry. I'm coming for you. Everybody sees Griff get knocked prone and is bleeding profusely now from one attack. Yeah, uh, that doesn't look good, but I am seeing that the ballista worked and also it seems to have a tongue piercing. Yep. Tossi is noticing that Mistake seems to be effective here, so <laughs> they'll yell out, uh, Mistake, hit it again! Please, thank you! <laughs> Tossi is going to yell at the boulette. I'm not entirely sure what you are, if you are a shark or a mole or something. You need to summarize your concept in some bullet points. <laughs> and then yell out to their side, go help Griff! Gary. Alright, Gary's getting low on, you know, his big magic. He just kind of slingshots a magic stone at it and hopes for the best. 19. After it had knocked Griff prone, it began turning towards Mistake, giving you a clean shot. Your magic stone hurls across the room and hits it right in the eye, which makes it shriek with pain. And you realize not only is its eye gone now, it's bleeding a lot from the two big bolts that are sticking out of its mouth and shoulder blade. It's not looking very good anymore. Griff, I would just like to ask you, to roll a wisdom saving throw because you have just been hurt badly. You almost feel the rage taken over. But no, this is just normal rage. This is not the scary rage. <laughs> this is just this is the rage you get when you lose a competition against Mistake or Rampart. This is not, <laughs> this is not the new rage. Alright, go ahead. What were you doing? Griff uh, wants to get up and he wants to grapple it by grabbing the tongue piercing and jumping onto its back and pulling its tongue up. Oh. Like it's riding a horse. Uh, 16. Okay. Uh, do a bad job. Oh, that is a 13. Yes! If this were like like a TV show, Griffith, ah, and then cut to like his feet and he's stomping yeah. back like a bull. <laughs> oh no, no, no. You're a cat. Like a kitty. You're I'm bouncing. <laughs> <laughs> Griff does the butt wiggle. <laughs> and he just, he runs towards the, the front of it. It looks at him and goes, <laughs> and he just lunges forward and grabs the bolt that's through its tongue and swings up 
on its haunches. Holding the bolt up, it leaves its neck exposed, thus allowing the next person advantage. Mistake is next. So, can you describe how this happened? Yeah! <laughs> so, Griff has this thing grappled, is pulling it up to expose its neck. I'm assuming the underside is less armor, like armadillo. Yeah, yeah. Mistake aims this thing and whispers, I know it's scary and it hurts, but you're not allowed to bolt. <laughs> I think that's number five, Alex. Yep, all right. <laughs> and fires hits this thing right in the neck and at an angle that it like goes down the esophagus almost oh partially God. it almost gets gripped yeah and <laughs> yeah it comes out the other side it just sort of stops for a second and then slowly just collapses thumbs up in the air Tasa's gonna very carefully approach the bullet nervously. After it doesn't move for a bit, Tasa's going to kick it. <laughs> uh, it is dead. And jump back. Yeah, no, it is completely dead. It doesn't move. And also, when you kick it, it hurts. Can you roll a Constitution saving throw? Good. Um, four. Your toe cracks. You didn't break it, but you you need to sit down for a second. Ow! 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 ow. <laughs> Limps over to the coffin that they were standing on and just pops to sit. Also, my scythe is gone. His scythe just drops to the ground. We have a moment of downtime as um, you just finished fighting this thing. So, once again, just to set the tone here, you find yourselves in a what's very clearly a lair. Unlike the outside of the dungeon that was full of traps, this interior is pretty safe, and you can tell people camped out here. Furthermore, at the end of the room is a pit full of skeletons. These skeletons, the remains of them have blue garments, which you would know based on your texts and your studies that Xandril's followers used blue garments, at least like his closest followers, because that was his color. Golwanda's Thunder Riders wore red, hence her crimson glaive. Are there a variety of skeletons here? In this pit? Yeah. No. In this pit, it's only Xandril followers. We're very human-like. Yeah. Yeah. There's also four coffins and what appears to be a ladder leading down somewhere where there's rubble. And of course, treasure! Lots and lots of treasure. Easily thousands here, just in this corner alone. And gems, some of which look very nice and big, and would cost well over 100 GP today. Griff is going to fill his fanny pack. Okay. And he's also going to look in all the coffins. Yeah, I was going to say, mistakes uh, exploring the coffins first. She's very yeah, interested in the money because that's going to yeah. keep her in school, but she's putting that off to explore, to investigate the area more and go, particularly these coffins. Sure. It's very interesting to her that they would have this sleeping space and this training space, this protected area of treasure, and then also coffins. Yeah. So you can roll me an investigation check, please. Okay. Koss and Gary, what are you two doing? I think Gary, he's gonna make his way over to the gold, but like, <laughs> at this moment is kind of taking a bit of a breather, like, okay, that's been a lot of emotional turmoil. Now they had to fight a big thing. 
taking it all in, turns his little spell refueling ring to get back a little bit of that. And yeah. Okay. Mistake's coping by staying focused. <laughs> Gary's coping by taking a moment to himself. <laughs> Mindfulness practice, you know, if one of these people is more well-adjusted we'll than the other. will be proud. is kind of fascinated by the boulettes now that they're seeing one in person for the first time up close. Mm. But they are going to take a second to look back at Gary and ask, can you check in with the professor? Oh, right. So he'll get the sending stone out and be like, the boulette found us. It's dead now. Fuck yeah. What else should I say? I don't know. How was he? He seemed like he was in trouble. Are you all in trouble? Okay. And you send that. Yeah, and it includes the entire what should I say? <laughs> but not Casa's response. Sure, like, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mistake. What did you roll for investigation? 21. 20. That's, that's without using the inspiration that Cos gave. Oh, feel free if you want. So just for kicks, 29. <laughs> Didn't quite break 30. Is that good? Overkill. You know, I don't know. She finds nothing. <laughs> there was nothing in here. So you're looking at these coffins. You find Strahd. Um, hey. I think just to vary it up a bit, while Koss and Griff are near the treasure, you two find these notes while Mistake is taking a look at the actual coffins. I assume, given how careful Mistake is, that she wouldn't disturb them without first using her eyes. Yeah, I know. She's being very cautious, looking over everything first, trying to discern any writing, any mm -hmm. symbols, runes, anything like that on these. So before even touching them, you're able to tell that all around the coffin, all around the edge, it's writing. It is the writing that binds a ritual to the object. It is written all over the coffin. And because you have spent months studying this, you know that these coffins are not just graves. They're very special graves that have been cursed. Mm. Definitely getting the sense that these are not the honorifico. They're the castigo. Yeah. So shall we read these things up for the podcast? If you would like to, it, it is entirely up to you. Uh, just to be clear, these are written in a language that only Mistake and Gary... Correct. So you actually, by correct. giving it to you guys, it was a moot point because you'd have to share it. <laughs> they find pieces of paper. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. These have squiggles on them. To read these for the podcast. These take place in the seventh month, which I believe is Tevnember. Yeah. I only remember that one because that's when we start school. <laughs> and this is about a month after the latest of the other ones that we've read. There's not many of us left. Xandril's scum returned, weak and starving. I took pity, but Wanda's priests did not. Castigo for the human scum. The cursed verse he spoke. No rest for the wicked, thou shalt rest when thou art slain. Our hunger is great, but his hatred is worse. And he would aim his hatred at me, I fear. Then two days later, I killed him. It was out with death. I am the only one left on Gawanda's side, with one Xandral scum left, coward. May he never reach me. May he rot in his terrain. Four days later, has been quite for days isolated. No sounds but the critters and the voices in my head. No escape for me. I do not know the ways of the mana. Gawanda's priest knew little. 
but he was powerless against the great beast of the skies. Cursed be the beast, for he has dug our grave and left us to rot. Weeks of labor proved fruitless. No amount of digging will help now. This is our grave, my grave, shared with the hateful human scum. Golwanda, can thou hear me? Has the earth silenced you for all eternity? Never touch the light. Never trust the light. The light means death. Yet if the light were here, I would surrender to the touch. Death is the only escape. And you find those notes near this last skeleton that appears to be Jay Chillin, near this treasure, alone and forgotten, without a grave. So I'm guessing that those coffins are not a happy story then, based on that? No, uh, definitely don't want to touch them. If you do, potentially could trigger the mummy to wake up, at which point, uh, well, it can't die until, unless its organs are destroyed and its organs were removed and placed into ritual jars somewhere. So, you know, if we find the ritual jars, destroy those and no more mummies. Um, so don't open it. Yeah, uh, the thing is, I don't actually know what will trigger them to wake up. It, it really depends on the ritual that was, you know, done at the time. So I have no idea. So they could wake up anyways. Yep, yep, it's entirely possible taking this gold, going down this spooky ladder, saying cheese ball, I don't know. Golwanda, um, has the earth silenced you? That implies that she's further down like down this ladder here. It's possible. I also said no amount of digging will let me escape here. Uh, but uh, down the spooky ladder is really the only place we can go from here. Uh, anybody wanna, wanna give your friend a band-aid or uh, maybe yeah. something a little better? Griff is bleeding so, badly. Gary hands you what looks like an empty bottle that you have to uncork. This looks like an empty bottle I have to uncork. <laughs> does it say fuck'em when he opens it? It does. <laughs> Gary, also, after you hand this bottle to Griff, your sending stone buzzes and you hear, Gary, Gary, I am okay. I'm in a town square. What's left of it? Whole city down here. But listen, be wary of the silver troves. Be, and then it cuts off. <laughs> Can you finish what you said? Um, he responds, be wary of the silver troves. Something doesn't feel right. I saw them whispering mysteriously. I teach courses on lip reading. Gary, something doesn't feel right. Gary? I I don't know why he felt the need to say my name multiple times. I think he was probably counting on his fingers. Well, I can maybe ask the Silver Troves what's going on when we find them again. In the meantime, I'd say let's all scoop up some tuition and then Keep going. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm not against scooping up tuition. 
And Gary just grabs like a handful of gold and shoves it into his pockets. Mistake it at some points like holding a handful of, of gold coins and like a gem that's roughly the same size and asks Gary which which is more effective. Like it cost to weight effective? Or, or size? Pockets are only so big. I have no idea. One. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might even find some gems here that are extremely rare or have never been seen before. Like this is a big discovery. Yeah, Gary at least finds a pearl and sure. he pulls out this thing that like looks like a magnifying glass with like a little feather in it and there's like a spot for a pearl to go in and he just kind of mm. puts it in that. As you guys are catching your breath, settling in. Eating some trail mix. Eating some trail mix. Some the earth beneath this room here, you hear it sinking as if somebody was digging from below, but it's not at a bullet level. You just hear, <laughs> and Bonkar and Vistra, the silver troves emerge out of the room with the ballistas. Mistake just instinctually pulls the hood up on the elven cloak and kind of ducks to the side to try and just eavesdrop on whatever they're saying without them knowing she's there, but she doesn't entirely communicate this to everyone else. So, you know, everyone else can do what they want, but <laughs> that's what Mistake's doing. You, you hear Bistra's voice just being like, anyone there? Students? Uh, Koss is going to take a second while they're around the corner to cast Detect Thoughts on themselves to get that ready, and then cut step around the corner and say, hey, Vankar, Bistra. You step out, okay. Koss steps around the corner, backlit by the dead boulette. <laughs> yeah, the silver troves can see the dead bullet behind Koss. Gary will come with Koss. Okay, so Koss and Gary emerge while Griff and Mistake are hidden in that Griff corner. Griff just taking a minute. Sure. Mental health. Oh, <laughs> you got beat up! <laughs> uh, Vistra speaks first, because Vonkar doesn't speak much. She says, oh shit, you killed it. Was that bad? No, no, it's fine. It's just, it's a young one, which means if it's young, you might have relatives. Uh, how, how are y'all? Y'all good? We're doing okay. Um, it wasn't as bad as I expected. We tried our best to lure it away. These things are, have a mind of their own. They're, they're, they're... Where's Professor Galvan? Oh, just, you know, he fell through a ditch. Got some detect thoughts up going up on them. Look, do I see, get anything from your surface thoughts? When Gary asks, where's Professor Galvan? You detect some hesitancy. However, she says basically what is on her mind, which is, he fell through a ditch. Listen, we got paid to protect four Strixhaven students. We are here protecting four Strixhaven students. And as you're reading her mind, this is true. Everything he, she's saying is, is genuine. Can I use my natural insight as well? Yeah. And my non-magical insight? 25. Oh, okay. Is that good? It's no 29. <laughs> you are sensing that she's not telling you everything. That perhaps she's almost pleased that the professor is no longer here as she helps her way in. So what did we find? Uh, Mistake's thinking, maybe we should hide the gold from them. 
I think Minor Illusion might be too small. Yeah, I believe so. Can we move the coffins over to it? They're already coming in. They are. Yeah, yeah. They haven't seen this corner yet, but yeah. they are walking in. As... Is there like a tarp or anything around here? Big old blanket, something I can throw over it? I think Griff is going to take off all his clothes. <laughs> okay. And Griff is going to stand out there naked. Oh and I think it's going to make all of them uncomfortable. Oh my god. Did that work? Oh my god. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, so Rick strips. Yeah, so alright. And so, mistakes the only one who sees him doing this is just trying to figure out what the fuck he's doing. Oh, I got this. Checking for purple? <laughs> it's extremely quick because it's a tracksuit. Yes. Yeah, that's oh, true. Oh yeah, yeah. You snap on everything. Alright, so he's, he's gonna be down to his boxers. Uh, he's gonna take everything off and kind of throws his clothes onto the gold as best he can. And I, I think he's gonna look beat up and angry so that people kind of like, oh, we're gonna stay away from him, is the idea in his mind. So he's just gonna sit here really angry in his boxers. While Mistake is forming like a barricade to like hide the fact that there's a ton of gold there that I'm assuming we can't fit all of this into our pockets right now. No, yeah. but you do have a professor with a handy haversack who is somewhere lost. Somewhere. And so Griff's idea is just to be a deterrent. Yep. 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 Vistra uh, definitely like hears, uh, turns, is like, oh shit! What are you, what are y'all doing down here? Took a lot to kill it. It's a goddamn dungeon crawl, not uh, a not a not a frat party. Get dressed. I'll crawl. <laughs> and she's gonna like walk over here and explore over here, turning her back to that corner. He's, he's gonna just stay there. It's been a lot of, I guess, dead things. Mostly. And one live thing that is now dead. Yeah, thanks for doing that, I think. Anyway, y'all professors, I don't know where the hell he is, but I we should probably- I thought you said that he fell into a ditch. Exactly. So where's the ditch? Do you want to go look for it, or do you want to get to the bottom of this? I mean, I think that we'd like to find the professor. I thought we were here to do a mission. I thought we were here to discover some shit. We were paid to protect all of you, not to look after some tenured professor. He's the one who's paying you, right? Well, actually, we're being paid through his trust, so whether he survives or not, I'm here to do my job. Gary, mm. you're sending stone buzzes again. And it says, I'm making my way to you. For the record, Bunker's lips said, what should we do about the professor? Could mean anything, just be wary. Everyone's back together again. Huh? This is to the Sending Stone, like... You're trying to do it sneakily? He's basically, he's trying to subtly tell Galvan, like, Hey, Vonkar and Vistra are here. Oh, okay. Uh, okay so okay. that's why he says everyone's back together again. Okay, so through gritted teeth and <laughs> sort of away from the dwarves, you say, go on. Everyone's back together again. Get here. Quickly, assuming you know where here is. I don't think Gary really knows how to describe it. It's just like went in a spiral and now we're in the middle. It, yeah, it's, it's a fairly straight line and he knows which direction we went in. Yeah. So I think, yeah, it's reasonable he could find his way here. Okay, yeah, you send that. Uh, no immediate response. Well... I do think that we should stop and double back for the professor at some point. Um, 
Gary's gonna kind of like edge up to cost, but try to say this so that the silver tropes can't hear. And it's like, ah, oh, he says he's on his way to us. Let's keep going for now. What's uh, down there? Yeah, we don't, we'd like your help to find out. Well, we're almost out of mana, but... Mana? We're almost out of juice. So we can either go a little bit further down or come back another day. We leave now and, and come back tomorrow or something. Just to be clear, is that like spell slots? Yes. Okay. If we're getting medicating here. Hold on, is that from a different school? Because in Strixhaven we call them spell slots. If someone has, has juice? Well, in our KVOs as a whole, we call it mana. Okay, I don't know what you in that preppy school are learning, but out here in the real world, we don't use slots, okay? We use a certain amount of magical mana we can use per day. Anyway, let's take a look. Now, I do want to say they might catch a glimpse. I'm of to... my delicious thighs? Well, the snake's been like trying to like cover. Sure, it. sure. And there's tons of shit around here, so I figure she can like put up enough of a barricade, especially because they're dwarves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they I'm don't gonna, have a high vantage. I'm gonna roll wisdom saving throws for both of them, and if one of them rolls really high, they're gonna be too curious. That's Vistra, we rolled in that one. She immediately starts looking down this thing. Her, her silent- curious about Griff's thighs. The silent brother, on the other hand, oh I just rolled in that one and that 20. <laughs> the brother who rarely speaks begins to turn and notices mistake covering something up last minute, something glistening. And of course, he sees this underneath Griff's thighs. Mm -hmm. His meaty thighs. Can he make a wisdom saving throw? Uh, he did, just now. Can he make another one? Are you casting silver yes. barbs? Uh, I'm casting suggestion. Because Koss is just going to say, uh, shouldn't you follow her? That's a three. All right, that fails. Oh. Nice. Holy shit. He saw the glistening thing, and then Koss said, shouldn't you follow her? And he just, oh, oh. All right, John, 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 yes, John. That might be the most important fucking roll tonight. <laughs> and they head down this ladder together. This have helped. <laughs> against a nap hole. Yeah, <laughs> nice job. They head down this ladder to an open storage room of sorts that has been not caved in, mind you, and you guys could see this from up here even. Unlike the rest of the ruins that look like whatever magic buried it was powerful, aka Galazeth Prismari, burying an entire group of people down here, what's down here in this room looks like it was done by hand. Like people accumulated rubble and stacked it to purposefully block that entrance. So then both dwarves are like, oh, oh, this shouldn't take too long. Okay, hey, um, we're gonna get started down here, okay? Um, I guess we'll let you know when we're done. Anything you find, remember, we're sharing it. Okay? Okay. And the both of them get to moving rubble. I think they will, for the most part, use their physical powers as opposed to magic because this is an easier thing to do. So every now and then they'll just huck stones up here, big ones, as you guys have a moment to debrief without their eavesdropping. Uh, Kos will um, go over towards the remaining pile of money and just uh, kind of like look at everybody and say, I, I know that we've just tried to hide this from them pretty, ha pretty hard, but can, can I give them a share? 
Yeah, it's fine. I mean, it seems like they're up to something sketchy, but nothing's proven yet, and it's not really like we can bring all this with us. Okay, cool. I just... I kind of need them to trust me. That's fair. I'm gonna put my pants back on. <laughs> yeah, do please, that, please. please do, Here. yes. I thought it was a good idea. It was good. It, it worked. It, it worked. It worked. I think that first one really liked my thighs. Putting that out there. Well, right. maybe, maybe you're just a sight for sore thighs? Uh, oh my gosh. Hey guys. I'm putting you all in this corner because that's where presumably you are. Oh, I thought you were going to be because you're in timeout. That's where you are. <laughs> yeah. You're in timeout. Grown or Another foul. black comes out. <laughs> you're dead. Gary, you start hearing whispers again. No, I don't. I'm using the Tyler strategy here. No, I don't. <laughs> no, you do. No, you do. And this time, the whispers are saying, Brother, my brother, I'm sorry. And you start hearing scratches on wood. The tiefling is the enemy. The non-human scum is the enemy. They did this to us. They will do it to you. Help us. Help us. And roll a wisdom saving throw, please. 16. Oh, screw you. <laughs> uh, the DC was 15. No, you are still yourself. You are strong-willed as hell. But the scratching on wood remains. Can anybody else hear that? The rocks? The scratching on the wood? And behind Gary, all of you see a hand erupt out of this here coffin. Oh. <laughs> oh, the state gets ready to shoot it. A pair of hands erupts out of one coffin and then breaks the wood apart as a mummy sits up and stares at all of you. This thing has been wrapped in not just linen, but curtains, bed sheets. This is why Mistake couldn't really find that much cloth around here because they used what they had. So the mummies are made up of whatever was around this abandoned church at the time. Furthermore, a second mummy follows. All right, so we need to find all organs in jaws, right? Yep. Okay. The two dwarves are deep in this pit. They might hear it, they might not. Who knows if they care? And can you all please roll initiative again? Yay! Riff goes first. Griff is gonna try something different, and he's gonna take out his glaive. He's gonna run up and stab him in the grave. Okay. Yeah. Glaive to the grave. Yeah. Glaive to the grave. Yeah, you pierce uh, it, but it doesn't seem faced by the glaive. The flesh squelches. Uh, dried up blood might like squirt out, but the body's been treated and mummified, so it, it doesn't have much of it left. His but body's it, further away. It just grabs onto the glaive and <laughs> right at you. But Gary hears once more. You keep hearing those whispers like, I'm sorry. They're making us do this. Mistake. I'm gonna do a thing that I haven't gotten to do yet. Oh? I'm going to use Green Flame Blade. Ooh. So Mistake takes out the rapier, sees them right next to each other, and is kind of excited because she learned how to do this and hasn't been able to do it because there are never two enemies right next to each other. Mm -hmm. She slips between Koss and Gary, hops over the skeleton, and her rapier 
ignites in this green magical flame as she comes over to stab a motherfucker. <laughs> it's probably gonna miss because that seems appropriate. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> oh wow. Oh, <laughs> that, that is that's very appropriate. So yeah, she gets really excited to do this, but when she hopped over the skeleton, she kind of trips and then just stabs the end of the coffin instead and is just very disappointed in herself. <laughs> <laughs> Koss, you're next. If their brains are one of the organs, can I use the tech thoughts to find their brains? Koss is going to start looking around um, using the tech thoughts to try to detect thinking sentient beings. Okay, okay. Within 30 feet of me. Okay. And they're going to walk the length of the room to try to find them. So as this is all happening, Koss is running around trying to detect where these organs might be, or specifically where these brains. And your senses tingle, all right? The mummies are next. However, what you see. They both sit up, and they stand up, crawl out of their graves. Griff and Mistake are right in front of them, having just attacked them. Uh, don't like that! <laughs> one, one of them more effectively than the other. And they just... They push right by Griff, right by Mistake, and both of them are looking right at Gary. Oh. They don't give a shit about the two people that just attacked them. They are here for this guy. Good luck. Oh no. So the first mummy just goes in. <laughs> they both are either hitting you or scratching at your robe. Now, additionally, can you roll a constitution saving throw? As these claws tear into you, you you feel that something else... That's a two minus one, it's a one. <laughs> you feel that something else is stinging you with every scratch like these. This is not just an injury. There's something else there that you're gonna have to deal with later. Oh. And you are next. Fuck. Oh. Well, Gary was going to cast Detect Magic and try to find the fucking jars, but he only has so many spell slots left, so instead he's going to upcast um, Healing Word. Says fuck them. Yeah. Um, that is technically a bonus action. So given that Gary is legitimately not helpful in close proximity situations, like everything he does is range, he's gonna whack him with a hammer. Bonk in the head, go away. And this is not a war hammer. This is like, like a tool's oh yeah, hammer. <laughs> That's the best he can do. So the rest of you witness this happening. For some reason, for whatever reason, these mummies are only targeting Gary. I'm just gonna stab him. All right, all right. <laughs> Aggressive dice. Lap dice. You stab it and it definitely does slow it down. Once again, you get the sense that when you're hurting it, it is not feeling any pain whatsoever. That doesn't mean you're not slowing it down because its body is getting torn apart and it is a very squishy mummy. It can't feel pain. Gary's just like, what? Fuck. Mistake, you are next. I'm gonna try Green Flame Blade again. All right. All right, this is where it's fun. You stab the first one. So it's a green flame and it leaps from the target to a different creature of my choice that is within five feet of it. Yeah. So as number one erupts in this green flame, flames will leap over to number two and catch that one on fire as well. Which looks badass, but the mummies don't even turn around. They are still 
looking forward as mistake is doing this. feels very accomplished for finally <laughs> using Green Flame Blade. Yeah. She's been wanting to use it ever since she learned how to and, do it. And Koss is next. So, Koss is detect thoughts. Are they detecting a mind within the frame of the mummies? No. Okay, I so don't they're think going so. to try something here. They are going to cast hypnotic patterns centered around the place where they are sensed in the mines. Right here around the dummies. They both need to make wisdom saving throws. Because you're targeting these dummies, mm -hmm. at the same time, the other two coffins erupt as the remaining two mummies sit up and they also turn to their right. And there you can hear them say, Brother, sorry, they made us do this. And then Kos does their thing. Now, each one, so four saving throws, huh? Yeah. Congrats. Hey! Okay. On a failed save, creatures becomes charmed for the duration. While charmed, the creature is incapacitated and has a speed of zero. Time freezes in this combat as the four mummies just freeze in place and cannot move. But Koss knows this is not going to last. Koss's pattern is a giant swirling target, and flashing above it are the words Griff, Fireball. Griff, fireball, <laughs> Griff, fireball, <laughs> right here on the dummies. Oh, so fireball the dummies. Yes, exactly. Fireball. <laughs> With an arrow pointing at the dummies on the screen. Yeah. Griff, fireball. Yeah, because that, they haven't actually said this, but that's where they've detected some of the organs are. Mm. All right, so technically it's Gary first, then Griff. Gary disengages and gets the fuck out of the way. Kind of backing himself into a corner, but since he sees the giant Griff fireball, like, <laughs> I'm not gonna head in that direction. Yeah. Sure. Also, the fuck happened to my arm? Can I, like, investigate, arcana check? Oh, like... yeah, if you want to do that on your turn, either one, you choose. Arcana it is. 22. Oh, yeah. Even though it's only been a few seconds, you're already seeing your wound. Normally, when you get a wound, you would immediately want to do something to stop the bleeding. The problem is your wound is not bleeding. It has immediately cauterized and it's turning green, purple, <coughs> brown. The rot is now on you and no healing word is gonna cure this and you know this. This is a curse. Griff is next. I guess Fireball is the only thing that could hit the two targets unless I twin a spell. We could also quite, it, it's a brain jar, presumably. So, you know, we yeah, probably, we probably could just stab it. It's this like, is this it right is your here. chance to do a big move. <laughs> but if you're concerned about conservation of spell slots, Koss is doing jar. this specifically to give Griff catharsis, but if Griff chooses to show restraint, they will not complain. Yes. Griff is gonna twin. Griff is gonna twin chromatic orb and hit both of those. So he will take out his ring. He takes the glaive and he puts the butt of the glaive into his shoulder like like a gun. And just goes bang. The chromatic orb shoots the out chromatic of the ring, splits with the glaive. Don't miss the stationary objects, Griff. That's a nat one. Oh my god. Griff, how did you miss? Oh no! Not two. This is why you should have rolled a fireball. They can't <laughs> roll saving throws. You twin the spell, your chromatic orb just split, but they blow up the heads of the dummies, releasing a pile of hay. Not jars or brain juices. Mistake, they are paralyzed for now. 
six going to clarify the cost. This only lasts so long, right? Yep. What are the odds that, that destroying any part of them would wake them up? Pretty good. All right, uh, can we use this minute to find all all the organ jars? Like, just all of them, so we can just destroy them all at once and Gary doesn't get hurt anymore? Yeah, let's let's make sure that we got them all. Great. Griff, Griff is so... I am so pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> you wrote the one and a two. That but is really is bad. still over here? Did he move? Uh, he didn't move. He's, no, he's, he's, he's standing there, there fucking besides himself, angry. You know what? I, I'm going to allow this. Roll a wisdom saving throw to see what happens. Oh. It's a 13. That would fail. Good. As Mistake says. Let's just find all of them before the minute's up, destroy all of them at once, and we don't have to worry about it anymore. I picture Mistake, Cos, and Gary rushing to the dummies, past the immobile mummies, as Griff is standing there really fucking heated. Seething. And no one's noticing his eyes have turned purple, as is his claws. If we're doing this, we're going to start at the top of the initiative again, and it's Griff. Did I have any time to like do yeah, an investigation any or, or like anything to find? I was just going to not have you guys roll and like, it you guys- It literally is just the dummies. Cost figured out this is where the organs are. Well, we so thought that's that was where the brains were, so it was yeah. just making sure that that's all the organs. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, in, that, in that case, we just them. destroy yeah. them, yeah. yeah. So, Griff, you have to attack the nearest thing to you, which at this point is the mummy. Plus six. Oh, now! Now it's You roll double damage, please. <laughs> it's actually kind of funny. Everybody's rushing in to handle it the smart way. Griff is tearing Five. this thing apart. <laughs> How do you do this? <laughs> For number uh, one. Griff goes over to the mummy, puts his non-dragon-scaled hand on one shoulder, his dragon skeleton on, on top of its head, and just uh, rips off the head. Because oh. it's really weak and squishy. Sure. Right? He's poked around at it enough to recognize that you can do that. The rest of it's you It's a hear... twist top. <laughs> the rest of you hear a growl followed by a squelching noise of <laughs> the muscles rip apart as he decapitates this mummy, not with a blade, but with his claws. And I think you all notice Griff is berserk right now. The three of you can roll to whack some organs, please. I would like to back up from the organs to hit them with stones. Hell yeah. <laughs> Koss and Gary begin hitting this dummy here. The liquid begins to pour out as you hear a squelching like And Ooh. every time you pierced it, there's embalming fluid leaking out of this yeah. dummy. Yeah, as you do this, this mummy in front of Griff lights on fire and just begins to turn into a pile of ash. But Griff doesn't fucking, it doesn't face him. He's still going for the next mummy. And then Mistake. Mistake attacks the other one just by slashing across the dummy's belly. You realize as it spills out, there are two sets of organs per dummy. A couple of them have been exposed. You manage to down this guy over here who had just crawled out of its grave and then just immediately fell back down. Mistake's slightly concerned about Griff. It knows Gary's been hit. So she's going to scoot over here, mm -hmm. get between Gary and Griff. The mummies, they are currently inanimate, which means it's Griff's. Which means you attack. Uh, 12 plus 6. Hell yeah. So we rip off heads. Let's rip out guts. So. Another hand. It has no guns. All yeah, the organs have been removed. 
even Rip better. Rip spine. Goes in, looks for guts, finds spine, and pulls head through chest where stomach should be out of its not belly button. For the microphone, Tyler's doing this to me physically. <laughs> He's putting his hands yeah, together. We're, we're watching a live. He's having a visual, a visual demonstration here, and I'm a little unnerved by it. It's, it's a visceral demonstration. Tail. Yeah, the rest of you realize that uh, Griff is doing some brutal shit to this inanimate yeah. mummy the that is not moving. The recognizes the purple. Yep. And is making sure he doesn't attack Gary. Tossing Gary, what are you two doing? Smashing organs. Yep. Smashing organs. All right. Does a ten hit? Sure, we're gonna say yes. Okay. And it's made out of rags and hay and wood, so. But not one. Gary misses the training dummies and the magic stone bounces off the wall and like bops him in the forehead. <laughs> <laughs> not for like damage, just for, you know, humiliation. I love it. Embarrassment. Yeah. Uh, seven damage? The second mummy that Griff was tearing apart. Gone. Uh-oh. Uh, that's a problem. Yep. <laughs> Tyler just turned his mini to face all of us. Yeah. Boom, boom. Mistake would be next. Mistake's going to fire an arrow at, ideally, a dummy that has organs and is within five feet of Koss. I'm a dummy. <laughs> <laughs> You're not within five feet of Koss. Going to steady aim at the one that has organs in it. 19 plus 7. Hell yeah, that is it. And that is... 15 damage. <laughs> I'm, try, I'm trying to justify how this looks since there are multiple organs. Uh, it's like magic bullet. Boom, 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 ricochet. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it its collapses. belly just like opens up and a bunch of jars just spill out and onto the ground. And that's enough damage to down the last mummy, leaving all of you behind with just your basically feral friend who does get one action now. Mistake puts her bow away and just faces Griff. Griff's gonna do probably his least violent action. So I'm just gonna throw a dagger at you. <laughs> as soon as he sees movement that is not the mummies, he just instinctively grabs the dagger that he's always had, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just never used, at Mistake. That's uh, a nat 20. <gasps> oh, Whoa! <laughs> shit, man. Uh, silvery barbs. Yeah! <laughs> Griff fearily throws a dagger and in the air is it speeding. No! <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Roll. That's an 11 plus 6. Oh, at least it's not crit. Yeah, yeah 16 exactly. is my armor. Four points of damage. Yeah. A dagger comes rolling at the stake. On top of that, I'm going to uncanny dodge to reduce that by half. It just, you know, leaves a little cut across her cheek. Koss would go next. Koss is going to run up to in front of Mistake, brandishing a scroll, and cast Calm Emotions on Griff. Koss whips out the scroll that Dean Shale Talonbrook provided them and begins reading off of it. Mm -hmm. Griff, we're your friends. You're better than this. Okay. <laughs> There's a part of me that's like wants wants to toss in. You're a good cat. Hits it. Hits it. No, it's in that one. Hey, it's in that one. <laughs> so, so I fail. His emotions. I'm calm, calm. But now he's just kind of irritating. Like, uh, yep. Um, I care about you too, guys. Why? Why are we talking about? 
And so Griff's eyes begin to dim back to their usual green state. His scales stop glowing purple and go back to being golden. But they still have the purple lining, meaning he can have an outburst at any time. But for now, you are yourself again. And you see that at your feet, you have two mummies that have been torn to shreds because of you. Burst into ash, I believe, also. And burst into ash as well. Uh, did I do that? Do the first step. The stake will walk over and hand you your dagger. He looks at mistake and then looks at mistake's face and... Did I do that? You mostly miss. Sorry. I grabs the knife and... Puts I think it. while everybody's distracted, Gary gets just like a bandage or something and wraps his cursed arm because he doesn't want anybody else to know. Oh, you're this keeping has it happened. At least for now. I uh-huh. mean, he he doesn't know what it's gonna do. Oh what? yeah, yeah, yeah. I. Uh... It could be fine. It could be great for us. He's just like nobody here is necessarily gonna be any more helpful with this than he is, because it's not like anyone else is an alchemist. Yeah. He's just like, I'll, I guess I'll deal with this when I can talk to Varelda Lang, or hopefully somebody sooner than that, because that's not for like three weeks. Yeah, yeah. Right around then, the silver troves emerge, and they're like, "What the fuck was that all about?" A lot of help you were. You woke up the mummies. What? The mummies. The Castigo. We were down there. Yeah, and that was the trigger. Well, thanks, then. Got a passage down there. We coming or what? We're coming. Oh, All right. Oh. Before before we head down, um, Koss is going to hand them both. Kirkhock wants to stop you from doing that, because fuck those guys. They didn't help us. Griff wants to interrupt that. How are you interrupting it? <laughs> I think he sees you grabbing it. Mm. Now, oh no, mistake covered the gold, right? Yeah. Y- yeah, so it sounds like Koss just has like a bag of gold sure. to yeah. share with them. So it's not like we're showing them the entire hoard we're giving them. A share, not necessarily Okay. an equal okay. share. He, okay. What's that? It's um some, some of the treasure that we found. Equal shares, remember? Hmm. Mistake grabs and bag of equal size and kind of gives you a shake. Okay. Yeah, no, they reach for it. They'll, they'll get it. It's Griff pissed. Griff takes note. Griff is territorial of it. He's looking for, for times to be irritable. And this is a great thing to be irritable about. Mm-hmm. Sure. And sure. if he's purple, he needs to be irritable. You hand them a bag each? Yeah. They take them, look inside, <laughs> wicked smile on their faces, and Vistra says, um, well, thanks. Hope none of y'all got hurt or clawed by these things. Nasty shit can happen if that goes down. I, I just, Do you know what, what happens? I mean, it's cursed rotten flesh. Makes contact with you if your body doesn't resist it. Your own body starts to rot. But it looks like y'all are safe. So, uh, after use. Okay. Grave takes up the rear. Mm-hmm. Head down, yeah. You, tr- you try to take up the rear? Yeah. There might be more bullets coming. Kitty cat, you might want to head down first. We'll uh, take the rear. 
I will remind you we killed the last one. And we've handled plenty in our lifetime. Right, but Griff single-handedly grappled this one and held it in place. I don't doubt your expertise, but personally, I know Griff better. I've seen him in action. Okay. We'll go. Sure, they go. And they'll let Mistake and Griff take up the rear. Which means, I presume, Klaus and Gary are front. Yeah. yeah. Who yep. called me Kitty Cat? It was the girl. It was Vistra. Vankar doesn't talk much. Just making sure. Just making sure. Who's on his shit list? And so you head down. You see that the silver troves have set aside the rubble, leading to this hallway. And the funny thing is that as you're heading down this hallway, there's a light that is glowing at the very end of it. Klaus and Gary are at the front. Are you, are you guys talking about anything or is everything quiet? Gary is definitely not trying to make conversation. Gary, is he still hearing voices in his head? Because that was a question of whether they were silenced when the mummies died. I want to say that you, you are hearing yeah. voices in your head still, but because you're already going through something, I'm not gonna make you roll. Fair enough, um, for now. But you mm -hmm. realize that your wound on your arm mm -hmm. is spreading. Great. You're feeling numb, which, sorry to say that you might have some firsthand experience on that, but um, <laughs> your hand has gone completely numb and it's spreading up your arm. Wow, it feels like a chronic nerve injury. <laughs> <laughs> to be metagamey, you cannot regain hit points, and every 24 hours that passes, your maximum hit points decrease. Fuck. Like, permanently decrease? Until the curse is removed. Okay. I'm curious if any of the healing stuff Mistake has might be helpful. Dunno, Gary hasn't what told you about you it, have? so... I feel like Mistake might know that he got hit, so she was right there, mm -hmm. but... So was yeah. Griff, but he went through some shit, so he yeah. might not remember. But with the stuff, with the two silver troves and all that, Mistake's not pressing it at the moment. Yeah. But she might know, and she has uh, healing stuff from overseas as like potential Eldritch Bomb replacements. Gotcha. So it's Koss and Gary at the front, the two silver troves in the middle, Mistake and Griff in the back. However, the two dwarves, when they see the light, they're like, oh shit. Wait, hang on, hang on, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, and there's, like, the, there's a snarl down here, be careful. <laughs> they stop in their tracks just as they went like past Cossing Gary. They turn around. There's a what? Snarl, pretty sure. All of the everything that we've read so far indicates uh, don't go to the light, the light is death, go and be the light, and so on. They start to back up. So they had gone past Cossing Gary, now they're backing off again. With a look of concern on both their faces, they look at each other and then back onward. And they just wait there. It's not like it's going to move. Just don't get close to it. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Besides, we're getting closer. Not too close. And you're here to protect us, right? Fuck. 
Do you have history with stars? Yeah. So go on. We got your back. Any chance you can elaborate on that, or is that just a dead end? Look, the sooner we get out of here, the better, okay? So just do what you have to do here, and then we can go back up. Okay. Keep on going, then. Yep. <laughs> Mistakes. Key concern here is that these silver troves are our way out, potentially. So she's keeping a close eye on them, making sure they don't be like, well, we got our money, bye. That's his crew. Okay. Okay. Causing Gary. You were already at the front, you keep going, and you find that you have re- you're literally around the corner of the grand room of the temple. However, mistaken grip, you stayed behind, or at least you were keeping an eye on the silver tropes, and as you turn, you know, onward towards your friends, you hear Vistra say, you seeing this? Then you best hurry up and get down here. Who are you talking to? She snaps out of it. And then just gives you a smile. Behind them, a portal opens. And I want to say, Cossing Gary, you hadn't even made it to the Grand Chamber. You knew it was there, you caught a peek of it, but you, your attention is caught and behind the doors this tunnel has opened up, or this portal. Griff and Gary recognize it right away because this is the same exact type of portal that Dean Zimone opened for your class that she's teaching you how to do. But there's no Dean Zimone in sight, no. The first person that steps through as a pair of black boots. And there's an inkling wrapping around his leg. As he says, Oh, oh, honey. Is there shit in my eyes or is that Griffin fucking burning hair? Hello everyone! Thank you for joining us again this week. This episode was recorded in Watertown, Massachusetts, also known as the traditional land of the Pekoset and Nanantum peoples. I'd like to give a huge thank you to all of the talented musicians that helped bring this podcast to life with their amazing music. We've provided a link to their web pages in the description. I would also like to thank our talented players, Tyler Rubin, Rin Garnett, Michael Yang, and Nikki Aguilar-Thompson. This story would not be the same without their wonderful creativity. I've been your host and DM, Alex Aguilar-Thompson, and I hope to see you here again next week for another episode of Roleplay Radio. Is there shit in my eyes or is that Griffin fucking burning hammer? What? Is there a counter? Portal. A couple oh. of other people step through. Oh, you bitch! Fucking, yeah. yeah. Fucking do it. Fucking counterspell the fucking portal.
That's a great idea. <laughs> I want to do that. Yes. Bring, 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 bring. Okay, okay. You cast Counterspell, but I did manage to say a couple of people step through. And... And they are severed in half. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Behind the two silver troves, you see Bane the Broker, the inkling that used to belong to Gary and now belongs to Thane, two figures behind them, and a bat that flaps to the corner of the room. All those motherfuckers came out? Yeah, no, no. There was the point of even using Counterspell, but a whole army came out. They had several other people with them, but only these handful managed to make it in. But I think that this might be a good place to end for tonight. So what is it? It's Fane and a bat. Fane and the Inkling, a bat, a very fancy-looking fella that you all recognize as the owner of the mermaid's tail. Does that anyone mistake knows or is just, you know, another fancy just, human? Just a fancy human. I did mention last session that he had white hair like Gary's. But other than he that, just he just looks him. like a rich, noble human. And one last figure that is completely veiled, has some potion bottles tied to their belt, but is otherwise completely veiled like a bandit almost. Like Dean Payan doesn't want us to know it's her. <laughs> and that's where we're going to end today. Tell her a bad joke, see if she likes it. <laughs> oh, sorry. Them. Tell them a bad yes. joke because we don't know who they are. Yes. <laughs> I'm really sad I missed Alex's face when you said that. I've said nothing. Spoken words. We will pick up here. <laughs>